Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Hello, welcome to Broken Records, a podcast which searches for the very worst album ever made in the history of music ever. This is episode five. It is coming to you from part of the stable of Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. And if you like that podcast, you put it. Hey, I know that guy. That's Stephen Hill from Riot Act. It is me. You're quite right. And you're probably about to hear another voice, the voice of Renfrey Deadman. Hello. Hello, um, yeah, and you're uh, probably like, who's who's that? I don't remember that voice ever. Mm, mm, I beg to disagree. <laughs> How are you, Steve? I, I'm all right, then. Don't take it so badly. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm very upset. It's just a joke. Yeah, I'm upset. Right. It's just mucking No, mucking it's fine. They, all know, they know you. People know you. You're very you're very infamous, Rimfrey. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, I feel um, much better now. Thank you. Good, good. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Uh, so, welcome to the show. This is, as I said, the podcast which looks for the worst album ever made. All albums that are on this list that are on the show are taken from a myriad of different places, from the critical standing of the record, from the fan reaction to the record, to the band's reaction to the record, to the band's behaviour after the record, for the just general malaise and confusion that surrounds the record. That is how these records are picked. This week, we are talking about One by Dirty Vegas. Now, I'm almost having to clunk through the gears just to even know where to even talk about this record um basically this podcast you're about to hear uh, broken records that, that we do now is it was something we used to do on riot act weekly just at the end of the show as a little segment we decided to turn it into its own show this actually aired on the 10th of april 2020 uh episode 88 of riot act if you're interested and i uh, I don't have much to say about Dirty Vegas 1. Even in the intro, I'm like, I can't be bothered to talk about it. Really. It's a nothing record. <laughs> uh, I mean, the most interesting thing about it is probably it's called 1, but it's actually their second album, which is a little bit confusing. But that's the most emotion that I recall feeling out of it. Just a tiny yeah. bit of confusion. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the record has just vanished from my my mind to be perfect on this so i don't think there's much point us really trying to remember much about it let's just get through this um let's throw over to ourselves now talking about the very bland and utterly pointless one by dirty vegas broken records uh our search for the worst album ever made at present there are four albums on the list uh we'll go through them towards the end but this week Adding the fifth record, we're going to be discussing the relative merits or lack of of the album One by Dirty Vegas, which was released on the 18th of October 2004. It's the second album from the UK house trio, uh, the follow up to their 2002 self-titled debut album, which was fairly successful for them. Um, That spawned their hit single from 2001, Days Go By, which reached number 16 in the UK chart at the time. Uh, It was um, 
uh, a big hit which was picked up in the US um, and was used on a Mitsubishi Eclipse car advert in 2003. It's in fact, it is their biggest hit. It actually won a Grammy for the best dance recording in 2003, beating no doubt Kylie Minogue, Groove Armada and Daniel Beddingfield. Wow, they beat Daniel Beddingfield. Can you believe that? We've got to get through this, Steve. Come on. (laughs) Previous winners of that coveted gong include Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baha Men and Believe by Cher. So um, when the debut... I know when the debut album was released, it peaked at number seven on the US Billboard chart in 2002. It actually only pe- peaked at number 40 in the UK. But hey, what do we know about dance music here in the UK compared to America, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, what do I know about dance music? Not very much. Well, I think my first question for you, Steve, is this house music? Because it doesn't sound like house music to me. Well, they're a house. The, the first album was i believe they were yeah right, i've listened okay. to the first album a little bit um i just want to say before we go on um and get on to the to the next one robert christigu who we featured heavily and will continue to feature heavily in our classic album series uh yeah. gave the debut album by dirty vegas a c meaning he prefers it to the wall okay computer roots and in rainbows nice one mate Fuck nice yeah. one Fucking hell. <laughs> um all of how, that brings us. How is he considered a decent critic? I don't get it's it. Fucking useless. Um, we should do him on Broken People. Oh, we should. <laughs> we should. We should get him on the show and just ask him why. Why? <laughs> how dare you be a person? Like, oh, yeah. Fine. Uh, anyway, all of that brings us to the follow-up, which is confusingly titled "One." Um, it. Uh, scored 35 from eight different reviews on Metacritic, meaning it was the lowest ranked album of 2004. It currently has a 2.4 rating on the site, which is it's not good. No. 2.4 out of 100. No. Uh, the Guardian gave it one star. Um, the writer Dorian Linsky said, at best, it suggests Duran Duran indulging in their U2 fantasies. At worst, the brain scrambles for comparisons. The post-millennial Bruce Hornsby, Mike and the Mechanics go Ibiza, frontman Steve Smith <laughs> delivers lyrics that presumably were made up on the spot in the voice of a man who rolls his sleeves up, who rolls the sleeves of his sport jacket up. One's sole redeeming feature is that the title helpfully informs reviewers how many stars to give it. Um, that last line is fantastic and also is fantastic mike and the mechanics go go to ibiza is not too bad either that's That's bloody good good, yeah Yeah. Uh, there's also another review on um on blender which is a a music site saying pinpointing the reviewer is called steve Lowe. he said pinpointing the worst element here is tricky the hokey tunes of a million aor nightmares or the jangly stupid lyrics on walking in the sun overly earnest singer steve smith informs lately i've been feeling different like i've come from outer space that is a really bad line um oh but let's not ignore the sound less like say underworld than richard marks being pursued by his accountant to go electronic if this exhaustingly awful album repeats its predecessor success the world will seem more confusing than ever uh which of course it didn't um lead single walking to the sun got a little bit of attention when it featured in an episode of the u.s teen drama one tree hill but the album didn't chart on either side of the atlantic and the band played their last gig a mere seven months after the album was released in may 2005 they disbanded uh they reformed again in 2009 released their third album electric love in 2011 which kind of brings it us brings us up to date other than 
at this point, if you're wondering what this album is doing in here, if ever you Google a list of the worst albums ever made, if you ever put that in Google, this album comes up more than it doesn't come up. Mm. And I hadn't actually heard this record before or really heard of this record before. Nope. I knew not of it. Um, how about you, Remfrey? No, I'm the same. Um, uh, and actually, on initial listen, I was a bit like, I don't really know why this is here. I'm not 100% sure why yeah. this is in Broken Records. I'm not strictly sure it should be either. It To me, it sounds like The Verve, but done extraordinarily badly, much in the same way that the album Fourth, the comeback album from The Verve, sounded like The Verve, but done extraordinarily badly. Um, incidentally, Fourth has a score of 71 on Metacritic compared to this album score of 35, which it seems absurd to me because I put them on a fairly level playing playing field in terms of quality. Mm. Um, I mean, there are, to be super clear, this is not a good album at all. One Star seems teeny bit harsh. I mean, I'd probably give it two <laughs> if I was being feeling mm. kind. I, I feel like three out of 10 feels about on 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 the nose um which is technically 1.5 out of 5 isn't it yes, um yeah. but um you know th- th- there are there are bad things about this record the the lyrics are fucking atrocious um <laughs> Savage just, record, like, absolutely abysmal lyrics my just, god just to take the first verse from the last song um and i was lost as you are found and i get weak but you stay sound check i'm high you hold down sooner or later he was bound to come out i mean what the what flying fuck are you on about mate you know they're pretty fucking but, awful you know but then if you'd the, have told me that was noel gallagher I'd oh, go, I, was a, yeah. I was about to say but then the gallagher brothers have written verses as bad of, as that he's i mean i mean most of the gallagher brother lyrics are as bad as that so i don't think that's a reason to totally um can completely savage this record i think if you turned on radio one right now there's a 50 50 chance that there'd be something playing which is as bad as this if not worse i think frankly. an 80 20 chance to be honest yeah. <laughs> um i mean is this record record any good no it's not it's languid it's boring tedious it's mundane and sipid and uninspired monotonous uh and i was glad when it was over but is it a broken record i it's not broken in the way that Eogan Quig is, is it? You know, Eogan, no. Eogan, bless his socks, had... Uh, it's not actually how you pronounce his name, Renfrey, by the way. What? Um, had a really raw deal in terms of, you know, they clearly went, well, let's make this as cheaply as we possibly could and all that sort of thing. And I, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't... I think the ideas on this album are relatively uninspired and all that sort of thing. And it's all on one level and, and it does become a little bit of a chore by the end um, of the album. It's around 47 minutes, something like that. Yeah. 40 something. Yeah. Um, It did take, a, but, but for the first sort of uh, five, six tracks, I was kind of like, I'm not really sure what this is doing here really. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confused by all of it, really, especially when I first heard it. I mean, I hear, as you say, a pretty boring, pretty dull mainstream dance pop record. Nothing more and nothing less. It's kind of offensively inoffensive. It's just boring pap, 
offensively and offensively. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, well, it's just not for me, is it? It's just really not for me. Um, I don't really listen to this type of music. And I think it's crap because I think all of this stuff is pretty crap. Yeah. Especially around that time, 2003, when I thought the sort of Ibiza thing was in overkill. And so I did a bit of, I did a bit of digging and I thought, what, what is it exactly that has sort of led to this album appearing on so many worst ever of lists, right? Um, and I found a review by someone called Bitburn on Metacritic. And this is their review. It says, what in the name of God is this? Where's that groovy house beat, that cool laid back synthesizers, the awesome bass lines? There's nothing here but an attempt to be like everybody. Dull, plastic, monotonous and not a sign of life. Not one sign of the dirty Vegas I once knew. Mm. And that got me thinking. I was like, well, now... 2002 2003 as we said you know um dance music at that point was so massive had become so massive and we're looking at a band who ultimately dirty vegas much more of a a british band a british kind of dance act who come from the dance scene late in the day um who were getting played on car adverts and teen like shows like us teen dramas in america america a place where at that point had no real relationship with dance music so you look at the success of something like like i had this on the other day and my girlfriend came in and went oh that bit song sounds that bit reminded me of a song like a shitty bit version of a song by the chemical brothers Uh and when and when you think back to um sort of the scene and the the movement that the chemical brothers would have come from um early rave culture was actually a fairly revolutionary counterculture movement which was taken into the mainstream and uh and the 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 kind of the originators of that and the people from that scene chemical brothers prodigy the orb underworld orbital those sort of bands led this kind of charge toward the charts which then became peak tong and carl cox and yada 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 and then ministry you know, of the sound next, kind of stuff yeah. yeah and then your next thing you know this type of thing is massive and i sort of wondered if this is like the sort of dance music equivalent of when i get annoyed at lincoln park mm, mm, mm-hmm. because the thing is people who don't know about punk or metal or rock music when i say like oh, i'm into metal they go oh you must like the foo fighters or rasmus or panic at the disco or papa roach because they have no idea of how different those bands that we like actually are to what their idea of this type of thing is so is this green day to the chemical brothers or orbitals version of crass like when i used to tell people who are into Uh, punk latter day green day thank you very much latter day no 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 no, not latter day green day were got i mean you know green day banned from playing gilman street banned from the pages of maximum rock and roll like Green Day, even on Dookie, when they signed to a major, were a band that people like the, the old punks went, nah, fuck you. No, 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 no. And True, then, but I think history's proved them wrong, and I don't think history's gonna prove this wrong. No, that but that's that's not the point, is it? I mean, this is just this is I think this is the problem. What we have here is some Johnny Come Lately sellouts arriving on a scene at the last minute when it's a kind of commercial payday and it's turning into something really bland and boring. 
They're Candlebox, they're Bush, they're the All-American Rejects, they're Aiden, they're Godhead, they're Edema, right? And and by this point, people had just got fed up of it, and hence mm. the vitriol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it might be. But it's kind of weird as well, because I always thought that dance music was kind of made to designed to be commercially successful. Mm. So this getting panned by, oh, what's this, it's not true or whatever it's kind of weird because i thought that i mean you're you're making music which is meant to get big like this isn't punk rock this isn't underground hardcore this is sort of meant mm. to be big so it feels like a weird a weird thing but then like i say if it's the old ravers who had created this kind of counterculture thing and then saw it getting sold to these fucking assholes come along and sell it to like one tree hill yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. can kind of on that level you're like Ugh, yuck yeah, I can understand that. I, I think that must be what that this is because um, that's the thing. Foo Fighters wouldn't sound particularly offensive to an awful lot of people and I don't think they should do in, in a lot of ways. Even the bad Foo Fighters records I don't think are quote-unquote bad albums, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they're not badly put together. Not not in the context that we're talking about with this Broken Records feature. Not at all. Um, no. So, yes, I suppose... I, I'm just going to have to agree and, and take some sort of, you know, just say, I mean, I'm no expert on this, but yes, that's probably my theory as well. Um, it, it's the only one I've got because there's like, so many bad, boring records of this type that have been made before. Why does this one keep coming up? Yeah, it sounds like music that you'd listen to around drive time, kind of, you know, um, it, it's the kind of insipid stuff which is sort of just there. It's very furniture music. But sounds yeah. like Sarah Cox burping. I think. <laughs> but yeah, uh, offensively inoffensive is is relatively accurate. I think it, it it's like there's far far worse stuff than this. This is not anything that I particularly want to return to at any point whatsoever. But you know, um, there's actually a review. Uh, one of the reviews I don't think you mentioned. Did you mention the splendid review? uh no i didn't one offers 10 tracks of zipless triple a folktronica bland edgeless songs like a million ways that wouldn't even heat up the ballroom d dance floor on the final night of a midwestern regional sales conference i mean yeah but does that make it truly god awful no it's just really bland and innocuous and dull so where does it sit as the fifth entry onto this chart so well, currently we have propping up the rest of music six feet under's graveyard classics volume two um just behind it is eogan quigg's self-titled debut record some way back is the enemy's streets and sky just quite boring and then way off in the distance lou reed's metal machine music for me dirty vegas sit just slightly above Streets in the Sky by the Enemy in quality. Both of those records are coming late to the game, offering nothing other than a desire to just ape what's already happened for money. I think I ever so slightly preferred the Enemy record, purely down to... I think the frontman of the enemy is a better lyricist than the frontman of this band. Like, like the amount of let that sink in for a minute, people. 
the amount of couplets or verses or choruses or whatever that stood out on this record is like fucking hell really you're you're really saying that i mean let again just think about it for a second this is a guy who just goes saturday saturday oh saturday whoa whoa saturday so <laughs> so yeah. i'd almost i'd almost be tempted to say i think it should be fourth in our league table rather than third which i think is what you're positing um any no, you're saying so, you're saying fourth I, I was saying i was saying fourth you're saying third no, no, no! I think this is worse than the enemy. So, oh god, this is right, going to get okay. so confusing. So, what, so I think we're both saying four, five, five is metal machine music. Sorry, well, it, five will be metal machine music. Four or three will be the enemy. Two will be Eogan. One will be Six Feet Under. That's I how you do a chart. I think four should be Dirty Vegas. Okay, personally, I, it, I, I, I prefer. That, you're saying that means it makes it better than the enemy. The enemy would be four. How, oh, how are you hell. struggling so was... hard with this? <laughs> uh, this is unbelievable. How are you struggling with this so hard? I don't know. If six feet under is number one, number yeah, one no, being you're the absolutely worst. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dirty Vegas should be three. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, we do both agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. Fair. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I think it's definitely not as bad as Eogan um no absolutely not vaguely possibly close to being as bad uh as streets in the sky it's very close it's very close to the enemy but yeah they're both just really fucking naff aren't they just fucking really fucking naff boring and uninspired and Mm. monotonous and bland i think i think streets in the sky is shorter than this as well so I'd yeah. give it I'd give it the leg up for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. For okay, that. yeah. Yeah, you know. you're quite right. And then still, as I said, <laughs> out in the distance on another continent <laughs> is Lou Reed being re- probably really fucked off these uh here with these. There's got to be some actual good records near where Lou Reed is somewhere around in here, but I know there is. I know there is. And I'm picking yeah. one now, Renfrey. So let's pick one now. What are we going to do? Oh, this should be interesting. Bob Dylan. Oh. Self-portrait by Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Okay. It's going to be next week. So, um, yeah, that is Bob Dylan and Eogan and Lou Reed and the Enemy all together, <laughs> where they should be. Uh, so what next week, par- we're be- can you imagine the party? Can you imagine yeah. those people <laughs> yeah. all in a room together? Oh, so next week, we're going to be talking about Bob Dylan's self-portrait and working out if it's one of the worst albums ever made. I'm going to get um, to do my Bob Dylan impression next week. I can't wait. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> More or less. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> he just sounds like Mark Knopfler. Loves to Romeo. He's in the seats of serenade. There you go. One by Dirty Vegas. That was it being just sort of shruggingly placed into the list for broken records (laughs) more or less but it's a much better show next time episode six is as you probably just heard bob dylan self-portrait that's going in that should be a laugh um i remember that being okay uh dirty vegas one whatever happened to him nobody really knows i suspect even they the band themselves maybe forget that they even recorded that album. <laughs> i imagine they probably did yeah yeah i, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised but, in the slightest 
no no me neither but anyway thanks very much for listening we appreciate that as i said if you like what you're here in hearing on this show then uh please go over to riot act our weekly podcast and listen to us chat shit about bands that we actually like we can be positive we can go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast and sign up for our five pound a month tier you get two classic albums it's very very good i think just my opinion man um you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's right dirty vegas probably thought this album actually sounded like something when they made it and it doesn't yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like yeah. anything it sounds no. like paint drying doesn't it yeah Rubbish. pretty much i, think yeah. I might have even said that in the review anyway uh we'll see you next time we're just gonna get out of this episode as quickly as possible yeah. fucking wasted time <laughs>